Have you ever wondered how great ideas took flight? Maybe you're working on your own idea and you're trying to get it off the ground. The Takeoff is a podcast for the creative and the curious to be inspired by how others have made their ideas a reality. I'm Jenny Butler, and I'm inviting you to join me on this audio adventure. Are you ready for Takeoff? Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Takeoff podcast. I'm Jenny Butler and I'm delighted that you've joined me to listen to some amazing stories of how people are living their dreams and how people are making their ideas a reality. I hope it's inspiring, I hope it's insightful, I hope it's funny and I really hope that this podcast helps you in some way. If you'd like to get in touch with me, Twitter is probably easiest. It's at Radio J Butler. And if you'd like to follow the Takeoff podcast, our home for the moment is on SoundCloud, iTunes to follow shortly. And you can find us on SoundCloud by searching for the Takeoff podcast. So for this first episode, my co-pilot is Brian Halligan. If you don't know Brian already, he's an American executive and author. He's the CEO and co-founder of HubSpot, which is an inbound marketing and sales software company based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And he's also a senior lecturer at MIT. I wanted to interview Brian because anytime I've met him, he's always been really encouraging and genuinely interested in empowering people to succeed. As you'll hear, the worst piece of advice he was ever given was to keep his head down and just keep quiet. So he's a great example of succeeding in business, but also being just human and bringing heart to what you do and just remaining an approachable person. You can be a sharp business person. You can succeed and do everything you need to do while also helping other people. And that's why I just really like the way Brian just does business is, is really just a nice way to be. We chatted about a year ago at this point, but I think you'll find everything is pretty timeless, which which I love about this is just the advice that he gives is pretty timeless. So for more information about HubSpot, you can go to HubSpot.com and to keep up with Brian, you can follow him on Twitter. It's at B Halligan. And so I began by asking Brian to tell me a little bit about himself and how HubSpot got started. I hope you enjoy it. And thank you so very much for joining me here on the Takeoff podcast. Hi, I'm Brian Halligan, um, co-founder at HubSpot. And the way HubSpot started is actually an interesting story. I used to be a VC, venture capitalist, and I invested in startups. And my job was to help them grow. And so I'd ask the founders and the marketers, you know, what's your plan to grow? How are you going to grow this business? And they all kind of said the same thing, actually. They said, well, we're going to market it, and we're going to buy a list and email people, and we're going to cold call, and uh, we're going to advertise and maybe do the big trade show. And, uh, yeah, that sounded fine to me, in, in fact, when I first started uh, doing it. But the more I watched it, the more I was coming to the realization that that kind of standard marketing playbook was busted, broken. No one responds to those emails anymore. They have, ca- they have spam protection. No one responds to the cold calls. They have caller ID. Uh, no, fewer and fewer people respond to the ads. They have ad blockers. It's just darn hard to reach humans today via that playbook. Now, while this was going on, a classmate of mine from business school, Darmesh, uh, he was blogging, blogged his way through business school. His blog had 10 times more interest than any of my venture-backed startups I had invested in. So I started digging in, and turned out he was, he was, he was getting that interest primarily through a type of marketing we started calling inbound marketing, pulling people in from Google and blogs and social media and really transforming the way he marketed to match the way humans shopped and actually bought stuff. And that was sort of the genesis for the idea of HubSpot. It's how do we build a modern marketing platform that enables modern humans to market in a way uh, that really matched the way people shopped and bought stuff today. And that, that was sort of the genesis. That's how we got going. I suppose kind of to take it back a little bit, what did you want to be when you were a kid and who did you look up to? Uh, I'll tell you exactly what I wanted to be when I grew up. I looked up to a guy named Richard Harrison, 
who was in, uh, I was his paper boy growing up, and he was uh, the vice president of sales, actually, a company called Parametric Technology, PTC. People probably haven't heard of the company, but it's a big company, and we made CAD, and they made CAD software, computer-aided design software that used to design a phone or a table or an airplane. And he was very successful, and uh, he did a great job in his career. And um, I always thought, well, that's, that's what I'll do when I grow up. I'll learn how to be a, a, a sales guy. I'll become technical. I'll become an engineer and uh, go help uh, an entrepreneur, you know, build this company. And that's kind of what he did. I always thought I would do that. And it's kind of similar to what I'm doing at HubSpot. I never thought I would start a company. I always thought it helped somebody else start their company or help them grow their company. But uh, I'm pretty close to what I was wanting to do when I grew up, actually. It's nice. Do you remember then when you kind of thought, God, like this HubSpot thing, this is something? Do you remember that moment when yourself and Darmesh were kind of like, hey, something's going on here? There was no one, it's interesting, a lot of people have asked me that, uh, there's no one moment that uh, was like, wow, this is, we've made it. Uh, it still doesn't feel like we've made it. Uh, <laughs> uh, there were little points along the way that were guideposts, and a lot of the guideposts, and this is probably not that healthy, but every time we closed a, a round of venture capital, those were sort of moments of reflection. Uh, the IPO was a moment of reflection, like this is pretty real, we're delivering value to lots and lots of people there are thousands of happy customers, hundreds of happy employees, thousands of good partners that are happy, that not only financially it was becoming a success, and I say becoming because it's still pretty early, but um, we're also having nice impact on lots of people's lives and businesses. Um, the IPO is probably the one time that we really reflected on it. And is it hard to bring somebody into that? Like originally it would have been, I guess, yourself and Darmesh kind of thinking, okay, maybe we can make this into something. So is it hard to bring people into that and kind of trust people with this brand that you've built from scratch, basically? Uh, very hard. Um, and we watch people very, particularly if we bring in an executive from the outside who has a lot of experience, we, are, we watch them extremely closely um, in their first few months and make sure they're they're making HubSpotty decisions that they're solving for HubSpot, not for their team or not for themselves. And um, for the most part, it's gone pretty well. Uh, but we gradually give people more and more responsibility as they prove themselves to be very HubSpotty and solve for the solve for the customer, solve for the company, and not themselves. Um, and we tend to be very picky about who we hire. Uh, we interview very carefully, and then we do lots and lots of references that they give them and try to find people that we know in common and make sure they're uh, they're great employees. So we do a lot of work on that. And is there anything that surprised you that kind of made you take a step back about HubSpot's journey and kind of go, hey, that was unanticipated but kind of cool? I just had a feeling we could build something that would work. The model would work. It would be financially uh, strong and uh, it could grow. What surprised me is how much... Um, Impact is the word we've had on our customers' lives. Uh, talk to hundreds of customers and users of our product who basically say, you know, we've fundamentally changed the direction of their career. We've fundamentally changed the direction of their company and dramatically improved their lives. I didn't expect to have that palpable feeling of, of improving lives. Um, that's caught me by surprise. That's happened with lots of customers and with our partners in particular. So we have agency partners who a lot of them we met when there were one or two person companies and we kind of grew up together with HubSpot. They started reselling HubSpot and building services around HubSpot and now some are, you know, 50, 100 employees and uh, that's been a surprise how much impact we've had on people's lives and about their kids' lives and all of that. that that's been cool. Well beyond the financial success, that success is much more rewarding. When you have kind of tough days, like how do you kind of deal with that? How do you keep your focus or unwind or 
what's your strategy for just kind of getting to the next day? I like to think I'm, I'm one of those people who genetically, uh, you know, gets hit with some bad news and bounces right back and it just rolls off them. That's not me. I'm not genetically built that way. A lot of great salespeople are built that way. I was never built that way. I, I, I take the rejection in and uh, it comes into my soul and I feel it viscerally. Uh, it doesn't just bounce off me and roll off me. Uh, so I don't think I'm particularly good at it, frankly. I do do a fair amount of meditation, which helps organize my brain and organize my thinking and helps me keep things in perspective a bit. But um, I'm not particularly good at rolling with the punches. The punches hit me hard. <laughs> um, I suppose the next big kind of project or the next uh, big thing, I guess, coming out of HubSpot on that brand would be Inbound. Can you tell me a little bit about why you decided to make something like Inbound or why that was important to you to partner a huge big event like that with the brand? The thing about Inbound is it's the HubSpot event, but it's very much an event that um, is a marketing event. It's really not a user group. A lot of companies have a user group. Uh, it's not that. It's more a marketing event, and it just so happens a lot of our customers and partners come to it, but lots of people who are unaffiliated with HubSpot come as well. They may be reading our blog or using our free tools or whatnot, and so we try to make it an inbound event, not a HubSpot event. Um, we try to make it an event about transformation, transforming the way you sell and market to match the way people shop and buy. We spent in our first, yeah, over our first nine years here, we probably spent half our calories on inbound and half on HubSpot. And so the inbound conference is those calories. A big investment in the meme, big investment in bringing our partners together so they can talk to each other, big investment in bringing our customers together, big investment in just bringing the community together to talk and get to know each other. And it's, a, it's inbound's a movement, and that's the place where the movement gets to meet face-to-face. -face. So it's, our, it's sort of our fiduciary duty, I think, to, 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 to hold an event where everyone can talk and get to know each other. I know you have a dog, yes. Romeo, that everybody talks about quite frequently. Yes. If Romeo could talk and had to introduce you at Inbound, yes. what do you think he would say? The thing is, I've always, I've always thought, I wish I could be the man that Romeo thinks I am. Because Romeo thinks I'm wonderful. <laughs> I come home and the tail goes and he jumps on me. He runs around in circles and... Uh, I'm half the man that Romeo thinks I am, uh, so I think I would get a glowing introduction from Romeo at the conference, uh, for better or for worse. That's cool. <laughs> Everybody seems to ask, you know, what's the, what's the best piece of advice somebody's ever given you, but what I'd like to know is what's the worst piece of advice you have ever been given? Oh, that's a very good question. I remember it. It was, I'm not going to say who it was, it was my first boss in a professional company, and his advice to me was, keep your head down. If you poke your head up, it'll probably get chopped off. And so he's basically saying, inside this company, keep a low profile, don't stand out, you'll get in trouble if you stand out, you'll get whacked if you stand out. That was just the absolute exact opposite advice I give to young people who come to work at HubSpot. I'm like, if you join HubSpot and you've got some ideas or you're doing a great job in your company, poke your head up. Uh, you're not going to get it knocked off. If you've got some great idea about how to restructure the company or restructure the way we do support or rethink some big piece of the business... Fine, write it up on the wiki. Let let the sunlight in. I'll read this stuff and I'll comment if I agree with it. I'll tell you agree with it, and we may do it. Uh, if I don't agree with it, I'll tell you don't don't agree with it. But uh, that was the worst piece of advice I ever got. <laughs> Finally, just to say, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing entrepreneurs right now of kind of all ages, I guess? And what advice would you give people starting out? Yeah, it, it, I actually think it's a wonderful time to be an entrepreneur. Um, it's, it's maybe the best time in, in, in the last 
in history. It may be the best time in history to be an entrepreneur. And I'll tell you why. The access to capital is really good now. There's a lot of capital. You can raise capital at high valuations. It's hard to borrow money when you're first starting, but as you're getting going, you can borrow money and the rates are very low. It used to be extremely hard to build a new product, whether it be a piece of hardware, whether it be a table or an iPhone or a piece of software like a HubSpot or a Maps product, you name it. The cost to build a new product, whether hardware or software, has dramatically dropped. On the hardware side, gosh, you've got rapid prototyping tools and 3D tools. You've got supply chains in China that are incredibly uh, efficient and cheap to build prototypes and build at scale. And software, just the, the quality of the development platforms and tools has dramatically improved. So easier, by far the easier than ever to build awesome new products. Probably the hardest part is how do you get traction? How do you market and sell? That's harder than it's ever been, actually. There's so much more noise out there. That's sort of why we built HubSpot. Is how do we make it easy for an entrepreneur to uh, not only build something cool and new that's unique, but how do you sell it? How do you get customers for it without going door to door with the darn thing? Never been a better time. I doubt in the history of mankind to start a new business. <laughs>